We lose freedom here. There's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. You all know what you have to do. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Let me tell you who we conservatives are. We love people. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Welcome to the Matt White Show. It's the second guest I've ever had on the show. It's it's really exciting. I have a special guest. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy our guest today. It's going to be not just political, but more like mental toughness and really kind of getting your life together. I have a great guest, Kennedy Dieters. Welcome to the program. Hello. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing awesome. And I'm just happy that we were able to do this. We had a little uh, technological difficulties getting ready this morning, but... Uh, yeah, it's good to be here, and uh, finally, it's the first day of 75 Hard. We're finally here. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, it's, Long time coming. It's crazy. I know we've been talking about this program for probably, what, three, four months going back seriously. We talked about it kind of at staff training, and uh, and that was one of the first things that Kenna, I found out about Kenna was like, oh, 75 Hard. We're going. We're going to do this thing. And <laughs> the one thing that I found most interesting is she actually completed the program. And you were the first person that had ever known that had completed it. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. You were the first person I ever met that actually completed the whole 75 days. No cheating, no nothing, and actually really turned things around. And we'll kind of get into a little bit about your story and why you decided to do 75 hard and, and why other people should do 75 hard. It's it's one of those things that people look at the program and they're like, yeah, I already do that. I already work hard. I already work out. Why should I do a program like this? And we're going to get into reasons why you should do the program and, and why now more than ever time, any time before. Um, but before we get into that, uh, Kenna does work for Turning Point USA, just like I do. Uh, she's a field representative for the Arizona Territory, uh, the desert. And um, I just want to know, Kenna, what is what got you into politics? What got you interested? And how did it get you to Turning Point USA? Yeah, I've always been interested in politics. I've also always been pretty conservative. I grew up in California, like yourself, but I was about an hour east of Los Angeles. And I, other than my family, I had very, very few people around me that shared those same values with me. And it was really, really hard. I was really confident in my own beliefs. And so I was able to stand strong and speak up for my values, even though everybody around me disagreed with me for the most part. But that doesn't mean it was easy and it doesn't mean that I didn't make sacrifices and get bullied because of it and just had a lot of issues um, socially that maybe I wouldn't have had if I didn't speak out for my values. And so I had always been in politics, like I said, uh, like as an eight-year-old, I was super invested in the 2008 election, which was ridiculous. (laughs) So that that was your start, 2008? Kind of. I mean, I had opinions before that, but that was kind of the first thing that I can remember really understanding that was like a current event, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I had always been pretty conservative. And um, once I found out about Turning Point, I decided that that was something that I just had to be a part of. I had like zero idea that anything like that existed. And I saw that Teenage Student Action Summit was happening in Washington, D.C. This was, I think four years ago, five years ago now. Yeah, I think so, five. Yeah, 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 something like that. I think it would have been summer of 2018. That's what it was. And I saw that every commentator, every politician that I kind of looked up to and had a lot of respect for was in Washington, D.C., speaking to thousands of students my age. And I was like, why the heck am I not there? How am I not there? I didn't know that something like that existed. And so... I started following Turning Point from then on and then Student Action Summit rolled around that December and I hopped on a plane to Florida, didn't know a single person in the conservative movement, like no one at all. I was just going in completely blind, but I had the time of my life. I fell in love with the organization and met so many amazing people that I'm still in contact with today, honestly. And then I committed to Grand Canyon University later that year and got involved with the Turning Point chapter. 
I helped put on one of the largest campus events that Turning Point has to date and then became the chapter president the year after. And now I'm here working with you, Matt. I know. So it's, it's been a wild ride. I love it. Yeah, it's no, you've done. And that's a journey that I didn't even get to see Turning Point kind of in its early stages. I got to see it at like 2020 SAS. And that was my first event that I'd ever gone to, at least Turning Point related. I'd gotten to like a Students for Trump stuff, a Turning Point action, and then uh, had went to a chapter leadership summit. So I got a little bit of a taste and then it kind of catapulted. And now it's almost been two years since I got involved and you were still at GCU at the time and just kicking butt over there. And the largest campus event, what, what event was that? Yeah, that was culture war, which would have been 2019. I think it was in October and we had Charlie Kirk, Donald Trump Jr. And Kimberly Guilfoyle all speaking on campus. And we had, about 1,100 students that were able to actually fit into the venue. And I think we had almost a thousand more that weren't able to fit inside. Um, so wow. we recruited our butts off and it was a really great way to be like thrown into the life of a campus leader. It was definitely a trial by fire. We like, I had zero time to like sit back and take it all in because it was just go time from the time that I got there, but it, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And and just to be able to get involved at like and have four years, I had a short tenure as president and then I was thrown into the fire of, hey, now you're going to be managing multiple chapters and everything with Turning Point. Um, so, again, that is a little bit more of in your political background. So I know we talked about this yesterday, but what is your why? Why do you do what you do every day? This grassroots activism, get up every morning and go to campus. Why do you do this? Yeah, I was once the kid that felt like there was no other conservatives at my school. And I was so passionate about these values and these ideals, but I had zero people to talk to about it. And I felt like I was crazy. I felt like I was just completely isolated and that nobody around me shared any of those same concerns or beliefs. And when I found Turning Point, it was literally like a culture shock. I had no idea how good it would feel to be surrounded by people who support you and who you don't have to hold your tongue around and you can be yourself and say the things that you actually believe in and they won't you know bash you for it they won't try and dox you and do all this crazy stuff and so my why for why I want to help students do that is I was originally the student that felt like that and so I know that there's so many of them out there and even in Arizona where it's a little bit more conservative than California there's still students that maybe feel isolated in their family or their social group or on campus and so being able to provide a space and encourage students to help provide a space to welcome those students in who do feel isolated that's huge it changed my life and I just I love that I have the privilege to help do that for other students. I feel that so much because when I was in school, I meant I went two years on a campus where I was like, I think I am the only conservative. I really do. Besides maybe some of my close friends that we kind of uh, it was like a speakeasy. Like you would sit down for lunch, you'd be talking politics. But the second one of your friends that maybe aligned more <laughs> liberal, you would kind of stop talking. It was kind of a natural tendency when I was at Fresno Pacific. And it was because people were actually scared. To speak about these issues, you heard Trump. Yeah, if you spoke about Trump, are. you were you were exiled. You were outcasted. You were like, oh, you're the Trump supporter. You're all yeah, of the names definitely. in the book. And, and for I know GCU has one of the largest chapters in all of the country. And, and just to see so many other people, it's like, wow. Looking around, you're like, oh, there's other people that actually believe the same things I do. But the thing is, these things aren't radical. Turning point, these ideas are stuff that was in our in our constitution our declaration these promises to the american people exactly but that that kind of goes into my next question is what do you what do you see out there being an activist in arizona it's a little bit more i would say sane than maybe california but what do you feel is one of the biggest issues facing i guess students today at least in i guess the american education system what do you think is is missing yeah i think it it varies a lot per the area of Arizona. Like for example, Flagstaff, I go to NAU and everybody there is so friendly, but they're super liberal, but they kind of just let you do your thing. They do theirs. They're gun toting liberals. So like everybody's armed um, and they might disagree with me on every other thing, but nobody has ever given me a, a single bad reaction there. And 
to contrast that, uh, at University of Arizona, super liberal school, I've had some kind of hostile experiences there. That's probably my most hostile campus, if you want to call it that. Um, and it's, it, it is very radical in some places. And so it's just, it varies so much that I don't know if there's a single overarching issue that every single person kind of agrees or disagrees with, but the main thing is just freedom of speech. That will always be important. That'll always be relevant. Of course, like that's the entire idea of America, I think can be centered sort of around that, but just being able to make sure that everybody can have those opinions and voice them regardless of where you stand, that that's important and that should always be protected regardless of where you're at in the state. Amen to that. Amen to that. And that's usually what we see on these campuses as they try to shut you guys down. And exactly. I remember our good friend Christian Clemente, who was on our first episode, uh, we didn't get into it too much, but we talked about uh, his experiences at GCU. And we'll have to get that on a later episode because he kind of paved the way for GCU to have a turning point chapter. And now it's 100%. One of, and now yeah. it's it's one of the largest and most impactful groups in all of the country because of, I think, what do you guys have, like 100, 200 members or something like that? Yeah, somewhere between there. Uh, the first meeting of the year, they had 150 people show up. I think it was like slightly above that, um, but they're pretty consistent. We did a 600, close to 600 person event with Will Witt. So they're super active, super great students, super good campus to be a part of. See, and if any parents are listening to this or any community members, this is a reason to get involved. Think about it. This GCU chapter is filling up a classroom of young patriots in Arizona, which is very, I would say, very much purple, very kind of split, 150 students. Think about that. That's like an event in itself is a meeting. It's an event. It's a meeting. It's uh, Mm -hmm. an experience, you know, and and being able to kind of give people the resources and stuff to succeed. So if you guys haven't got involved yet, make sure to go to tpusa.com, get involved, and make sure to get involved. Get Connect with the chapter. I know people listen from all over the country to the podcast, and we're in every every state. All 50 states have people there, reps like us, that are going to be able to get you involved and just go do it. Go sign up. Go to a meeting. If you like it, awesome. Join Turning Point. If you don't, come in and have a discussion, at least have a debate have and, and be able to have uh, conversations that matter um, and getting involved. So we're going to kind of switch over a little bit um, and kind of talk a little bit about some stuff, um, some of the different challenges that you've uh, faced um, in your life. Ken, I know one of the big reasons you did 75 Hard is something had happened in your life and you said, I'm going to do this program and I just want to know what what was one of those challenges that you had faced and, uh, and what do you do to, uh, come back from it? Yeah. Um, it was, believe it or not, COVID quarantine. <laughs> this feels like forever ago, but at the same time, it feels like it was just the other day. Um, I remember this was probably April of 2020. So we had been locked down for close to a month, just about a month, somewhere around there. And I realized that I felt like I had zero control over my own life. And our local government was imposing curfews. Uh, we had to wear masks everywhere. They were talking about vaccination stuff. That wasn't even really on the table yet. But um, I just felt like I couldn't make decisions about my day-to-day life and where I was going and what I was doing and who I was seeing. And I didn't like it. And I'm not usually like a control freak type person. That wasn't really the issue. But I just needed some sort of routine and something that I could kind of throw all my energy at that I knew was going to make me better mentally. And so I chose 75 hard. I had heard about it uh, probably close to like six, seven months earlier. Um, And my first thought was, I don't have time for that. There's no way that I have time for that. I was super involved at GCU and in high school and just my whole life, I always had 18 extracurriculars going at any given moment, basically. Um, and I thought, okay, 75 hard. Sounds great. I'd love to do that one day, but there's no way I have time for it. And so once quarantine hit and I had nothing to do all day, I was like, well, it's now or never, I guess. I am in this rut of just not being able to control anything and feeling like I'm so out of touch with my own self that... I think now is the time. And so I just decided to do it. I decided that I was going to finish and I didn't care what happened, but I needed to finish and I did. And it was the best thing that I've ever done for myself still. 
Yeah, and if you don't know what 75 hard is, is we're going to kind of go through each of the things, and some of them are really easy. Like, you're going to be able to say, hey, we'll be able to get uh, 10 pages of reading or something like that done. Um, but then you have stuff like following the diet. But we're just going to go one by one. Um, and really, I think it's it's a mental toughness challenge. I know a lot of people will can, will think, oh, this is a weight loss challenge or this is like a trendy fad type thing, but there's no diets associated with it. Um, and so the first one is a gallon of water a day, drinking a gallon of water. Simple as that. That sounds like a lot. Ken, is that a lot for somebody to drink? A gallon it wasn't for me. I, I honestly drank close to a gallon of water a day before that. So that was like probably the easiest part for me. It was just like making sure that I actually did that every single day and had to be on top of it. Cause there were definitely days where I didn't do that. So um, got my trusted yes, gallon right Matt's now. got the gallon I also have the gallon yeah. so <laughs> and honestly it's so healthy I think we are always like oh well if you drink uh Powerade or you drink all these other things <laughs> you're gonna get all these nutrients but a lot of no us don't, you don't need it we don't drink a lot of water and what I found on the program is the more water I drink the less like urge I have for coffee like I don't <laughs> feel like I need as much I guess caffeine like it just yeah. keeps you going. It, it helps with energy levels so much. People underestimate everything about water. Like seriously, if you're having any sort of like minor health issue that's just inhibiting your daily life, drink more water. And I can guarantee pretty much that it'll at least help. Maybe it won't solve it, but it'll help. The first the first part of the program. And then this one, this one sounds like a lot for people. This They see this and they're like, oh, I have to do two workouts a day, two workouts a day. But the catch here is it's not two workouts back to back. It's not, oh, I'm going to combine them. It's going to be one workout uh, each 45 minutes. They got to be 45 minutes. And here's the catch. They have to be three hours apart. And the other thing is outside and inside. So you have an inside workout or an outside or both can be outside. Um, and you have to complete these by the end of the day before you go to bed. What are your, what are your thoughts on this, Ken? And is this something attainable for most people? Yeah, I think it's 100% attainable. It's definitely difficult. And this is the thing that I saw in the program. And my first reaction was, I don't have time for that. Um, because, you know, you can do a 45 minute workout every single day. And for most people that maybe doesn't actually change much about their schedule. But putting that second one in people aren't used to it most of the time. And I was already used to working out pretty much every single day. But that was a huge shift for me. Um, I really enjoyed the outdoor aspect of it. I kind of underestimated how much that would improve like my mental health and my physical health and just um, my experience with the program. That was probably one of my favorite parts that has stuck with me until now. Um, but yeah, this is probably the part that for most people is the most daunting, I would guess. So in this in this part of the workout, does this mean I have to go to the gym and lift all these weights all the time and I have to do P90X when I get home inside? Like, <laughs> is this what I have to do for 75 days? Is this is this what the workouts look like? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> right? Oh, okay. But this is it's supposed scalable. to be... But this is a weight loss program, Kenna. I'm no, it's to, not. It's right? not a weight loss program. <laughs> so, and that's what... It's funny. People go, man, you're doing 75 hard. I'm like, well, there's things that you can do in between. One of those 45-minute workouts can be a walk outside it can be a walk outside and i got a weighted vest so i had some extra extra things to my walks and i'm like it's not that i would say that hard to be able to say i'm going to get a walk in in the morning 45 minutes and then i'm going to go to the gym in the evening and you get your outside and you get your inside and then you're drinking the water throughout your workout and throughout the day and you're already going to be you're going to be sweating you're going to be working out um, and for me, I always feel a lot better, even though you're tired, you have kind of the endorphins from the workouts cause you're doing them. I usually like to get them done as soon as I possibly can. Once that three yeah. hours, four hours goes by, okay, I'm back in the gym. I'm about to get it done. If it's on the lunch hour or whatever, it's like, I'm done. Um, and yeah, that's, that's something that you can do. Any tips or advice for people that are looking for other alternatives, maybe besides like just doing the walking or doing something like that? Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I tried for the very first time on 75 hard was yoga. Yoga. Um, yoga is a workout. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, it totally is. Sure. It's like no, super <laughs> strengthening, really good for your muscles. Um, 
I am not a fan of doing yoga because I am such an impatient person that taking 45 minutes to just like stretch and calm down is not my idea of a good time. (laughs) I'd much rather be like in the gym, like pumped on pre-workout, listening to like heavy classic rock. (laughs) See, that's my workout. Like that's, I have to do that. And the time flies by. And I felt for yoga, even after 20 minutes of trying to do yoga, I'm like, eh. I'm going to go too. Run. That's what I'm I was like. Run. But sometimes your body reaches a point in this program where that's what you need to do. And yoga is super good for just your muscles and relaxing and strengthening stuff. And so um, I actually tweaked my back a couple of times throughout the program. So after doing that, I had to kind of slow down for the next couple of days and just focus on doing walks and yoga mostly stretching yeah and that was a bummer but got it done still 100 percent is the program because honestly like doing yoga is probably more mentally challenging for me than lifting weights but you challenge yourself maybe besides doing another walk or something you're challenging to do something new that you ordinarily wouldn't do um the next part of the program i really enjoy the reading 10 pages a day active reading, taking notes while you're doing it, self-development reading, not just like 50 shades of gray. I know Andy talks about this. You're not reading that or uh, like fictional books, but stuff that's going to help you. How did this help you on the program per se? 10 pages of reading a day. I know a lot of people don't read, but how did it help you? Yeah, I mainly read, read like political books. So the guidelines are that it needs to be something that's nonfiction that is going to help improve you either professionally or mentally. And so a lot of people will read self-development books. And so this time I'm going to focus more on that, I think. But last time I read a lot of um, nonfiction political stuff and it was an interesting habit to get into because I have been put in the habit of reading really consistently for years. And um, I kind of underestimated how much it would benefit me. So just getting to do that every day really, really helps a lot, I think. Yeah, and the book I chose for this 75 hard that we're doing. So we're both doing the program. If you guys don't know, we're both doing the program as we hinted at earlier. Day one. Day one today. So in 75 days, we're going to be doing a podcast. Hopefully we're celebrating at that point. It was on the radio yesterday. We will be, Matt. (laughs) Made the promise. And I know Kenna said she was going to block me on all social media platforms. (laughs) And she was going to take my 75 hard button away, a little pin that you get after you finish the program. It was a Christmas gift. Tell them the story. Tell them the story about the pin. Uh, So um, I tried 75 hard last year and uh, I didn't complete it. I was on vacation. I had done three weeks of traveling, five states. And on day 73, I failed and had to restart the program over. Um, and, the, and the thing is, once you are once you kind of fail, you're like, oh, do I just start over right away? Do I take some time? So I took some time. And then when I met Kenna at training, she's like, oh, I completed the program. And I was like, oh, no way. No way. <laughs> I've heard people get halfway through it. I've seen people, oh, the workouts, it's too hard. It's It's over. Um, you don't just try the program. You have to do the program to do 75 yes, hard. Exactly. And so, uh, so after all that, we met at training and she's like, I completed. I'm like, okay, we're going to do 75 hard. I don't know when, maybe in the new year. And so secret Santa gift exchange this year for uh team Southwest. We were like, okay, I got my gift, opened it up. I'm like, oh yes. Made in America, got the 75 hard shirt. And then I open up the little, little packaging inside. And it's a 75 hard button, little pin. I don't know, button or pin, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, oh, man. And I guess you get this when you complete the program, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. On the like on the website, when you go to add this to your cart, there's a little agreement box that you have to check. And it says basically, yeah, it's like by checking this box, you are confirming that you have completed this program with zero compromises, zero deviation, and that you have successfully completed 75 hard. So I bought it for Matt, basically making him promise that he's actually going to finish the program this time. So he's being held to his commitment. Yeah, and I'm being a lot more serious this time. I I did the program, but the fact that I failed on day 73, it's like I wasn't where I wanted to be in the program. It's not like, oh, man, it's like I missed missed a workout and all this other stuff. It's like I got things done. It was a lapse in diet, a lapse in the mindset. But I wasn't where I wanted to be toward the end of 75 hard yeah. because of all That's the travel. That's huge, though, that you actually recognize that, you know, even though it's day 73, I didn't do this. 
And I think a lot of people probably would have just, you know, BS their way through the last two days and said, no, I did it. It's fine. And like never like, said a I word knew, about it to anybody. I knew if I didn't, if I completed the program, I knew I could have done it. But it's one of those things that I wouldn't have been as happy with completing the program at that yeah. point. Because the workouts were more like walking. They weren't as much challenging. And I kind of skated by during some of those times because I'm like, I'm just going to get a walk in versus going to the gym where I could push myself harder than I'd ever done before. But I know by that time right. of program, you're already dying. <laughs> but I wouldn't have been able to sleep on it. Like I completed it, but it was like not where I wanted exactly. to be. Exactly. And with this program, if you cheat on it, the only person you're cheating is yourself. It doesn't matter for oh anybody else. Oh my gosh. Else. So if preaching. you had said at day 73, oh, it's fine. I just won't do the last two days. Then nobody else would have cared, you know? See, and I would have been like, oh, I finished 75 hard. Woo. And then maybe I would have never done it again. Right. Yeah, and internally, you would have just been knowing that you didn't actually do it. And so I'm I'm just proud that you actually were honest about it. And I have a lot of respect for that. I, so. I appreciate that. Some people, doing it, though. some people are like, Matt, you didn't do the workout. And it's like, or I didn't eat the right thing on day 73. Like, oh, my gosh, how did you do it? You were so close. But I'm like, but again, that's where I come back to. It's like. I wasn't where I wanted to be. I wanted yeah. to be better. I wanted to be like everything, that whole encompassing thing. That's why I love the program because it could be a workout program. You can do the two workouts a day. You can drink the gallon of water a day, but getting down and doing the reading and being able mm -hmm. to get through that and following a diet, I think that's one of the biggest challenges for me. And we'll get into that in a second about the diet, but like the reading aspect and the book I chose was a John Taffer book and it's don't BS yourself. Because like you said, the only person you're BSing <laughs> is yourself. And the whole book is about how don't embrace the excuses, but embrace solutions. Exactly. That's literally what 75 Heart is about. And that's why I love the program. It's like, oh man, I, I'm going to take it off today. I'm going to, I'm not going to go to the gym, but even if you're dead tired and, and I love Andy, he's like, if you're too tired to walk, you better crawl. Like you better like <laughs> find a way to get it done. Like get out. And honestly, what I found is you may be like not wanting to do it. You're like, uh, you're like drudging around. Oh, I got to do another workout. But then once you start doing the workout, you get that, the endorphin high, you feel good. And then once you're done, you're like, True. okay, I did something hard. Exactly. And I, Andy talks about those are the best days where you really, really, really don't want to do it. Like it's the last thing that you want to do. And then you get up and do it and you feel so much better than even at the beginning, if you had felt great the first time around. Exactly. And what David Goggins says, do one hard thing a day. Do one hard thing a day and you'll be surprised the amount of things you'll be able to accomplish. And Kenny, you have to attest to it. When you did 75 hard, you have to say that you were probably more effective in your time management. You were getting more stuff done. You were feeling better and things were just, were just vibing, you know? 100%. It affects every single area of your life. So, most people's first thoughts when they hear about 75 hard are what my thoughts were, which was, I don't have time for this, or I don't have energy for this, and I'm too busy. And it is a huge time commitment, and it takes a lot of energy, but I promise that the return on energy and the amount of time that you actually have will be greater than what you give up. I would wake up so much earlier so that I could get all my stuff done, and then I'd still be up and ready and available to do whatever I need to do for my other responsibilities before I would have been if I wasn't doing the program. And energy wise, I was so much better off, like socially with my grades, I was doing online classes at the time, all of that actually improved, even though I had so much more going on in my life and so many more things that I had to check off on a daily basis. So this will improve every single aspect of your life. It's, it is not a weight loss program. If you look at it as that, I can almost guarantee you that you will not finish it yeah. because it's Andy says this all the time. There's so many easier ways to actually get into shape and to lose weight. And so if that's the only reason that you're doing it, then go find something else. That's, basically. that's exactly what it is. And I kind of looked at it that way the first time, but then once I started reading and getting to know the program, because I did, I started to do the program before I got the book and I got the book on the second half of the program. And it's like, Oh, this makes sense. This makes sense. This is why I'm doing it. Yeah. Cause like, even though I was on the radio yesterday and me and Guillermo were talking about the program. So you're like, this is a weightlifting program. I'm like, 
no, not necessarily. <laughs> and he asked me multiple times, a weightlifting, a weight loss program. I'm like, no, it's not really that. But it's like you're all encompassing. I think it's, I would say, um, you're going to be like better physically, mentally, spiritually through this program doing it. It is a lot of time working out, a lot of time reading and doing stuff. But like what do people do most days is they go home, they're tired from work, you've been sitting at a desk all day or you've yeah. been doing other stuff. You sit down, you eat a whole bunch of crap that you put into your system. Mm-hmm. You don't feel good after you eat it. You put it on weight and then you turn on Netflix and call it a day. That, yeah. That's me too. I do the same thing. You're tired. You don't want to do anything. The last thing you want to think about is going to the gym. But then the mm-hmm. sense of accomplishment after doing 150 workouts, 75 days consistently. And honestly, like I said, this was probably the big winner for me. Water. Really? It forced me to drink you. water. Like, yeah. if anything, I'll get up in the morning, I'll drink a bottle of water, and then I'll drink three cups of coffee, and then drink another <laughs> bottle of water, and then maybe I drink four four or five bottles of water a day. And maybe work out, and then I drink my rest of my water and take through my, my back half workout. And I don't feel as healthy. I don't sleep as well. I'm drinking tons of caffeine. And then yeah. you get home at the end of the day after completing all of the tasks, and you're like, you go to sleep easier, too, because your body's so tired. Oh, yeah. Just, and what you were saying with the time thing, this program will make you wonder what you were doing with all of the time beforehand. Because <laughs> so many of us just scroll mindlessly on our phones. We, I'm so guilty of it, too. Yeah. And with our jobs, like we have to be very present on social media. And so that's actually a priority that we have to make time for sometimes, honestly. But after you do this program for a little bit, you'll notice, oh my gosh, I am doing all of the stuff that I do on a regular basis to keep up with my job and my family and my friends and whatever else. And then I'm also doing all the program and I still have time to scroll on my phone somehow. And still have (laughs) time to do other stuff too, right? And then like for me, the reading, I'll start reading and then I get past the 10 pages because it's like I start enjoying it. And a lot of people, it's like like a muscle. You got to work it out. Reading is something that you have to do. You have to work out. Because I think we've uh, come accustomed to phones where they shorten the articles now and offer like audio things now where you're not reading, you're not really focusing on it. And we know how that goes in politics. People read the headlines and that's it. Nobody wants to read an article. They're like, ah, just, okay, it says Trump, Trump kicks out like all these people, deports people. And it's like, oh my goodness, Trump is just deporting people like whenever he wants. It's like, no, read into yeah, the like article. The Spark Notes version. The Spark Notes, right? <laughs> and then you go in, you read these articles like a Politico piece, you read it, and then they refute themselves in the article. They're like, oh no, there's really no facts or evidence. There's no citations. And you're like, what the heck? But everybody's talking about the headline. Right. So it's like the thinking headlines mentality where it's like, oh, I'm just going to I'm going to read that. I'm like, OK, that's truth. That's my truth. And we see that on campus all the time. OK, so we have that. We have the self-development reading. We have the two workouts. We have the gallon of water. This one's a fun one. But people think I mean, this is another thing that we've heard about the program. It's a diet program. 75 Heart is a diet program. Follow a diet, any diet. Print it out. Hang it up. Do not deviate. Not even once. So no extra uh, M&Ms at the end of the day, right? Sneak <laughs> in some M&Ms. There's no compromise. Follow a diet. So like kind of what yeah. are your thoughts? One thing on Andy says is that because a lot of people get confused with this one and overthink it a little bit. Um, but he just says that it needs to be a diet that is aimed at improving your health. So if you're trying to bulk up and gain a ton of muscle, then maybe have a specific calorie goal and a macro goal and a protein goal. And that's what you do. Some people do keto. Some people do all kinds of stuff. Um, just whatever works for you. Cause this is very different for a lot of people. So for me, this was also a part that kind of came naturally to me. I was already in this habit for a while beforehand. Um, but I kind of did some weird amalgamation of like paleo, which is like just focusing on no processed foods, no added sugar, that kind of thing. Um, I did have a tiny bit of dairy and a tiny bit of grain, but I, really just focused on no gluten and no added sugar, nothing fried and a couple specific oils I kept out. So for me, this was great. And it's, it's necessary for the rest of the program. Cause if you are working out twice a day and you're just putting crap in your body, you're going to feel like crap during those workouts. So it really is helping yourself with the rest of the program, even though it might not be fun all the time. I have to attest to that because I, last night I was like, this is going to be it. 
the last ice cream, the last McDonald's. Like I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I felt a little sluggish in the workout this morning, but I was like, that is a reminder how poor I felt eating fast yeah. food. But I was like, it's going to be a while and I'm still contemplating live hard. I know I have that up in front of me. We'll kind of continue on that. But it's so much better. You feel so much better because you're eating clean foods, at least yeah. on my, like you can choose any diet. You can do Weight Watchers. You can do Jenny Craig. You can do any of the the diet plans as long as you can do it for 75 days. That's right. the whole thing. And most people haven't done it for more than a week. They've never gone more than like a week without cheating on their diet. Cheat meal? And what? There's no cheat don't... meals, Kenna? There's no cheat <laughs> meals? What? That's going to freak some people out. Sorry, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. I know, I know, I know. But people don't even realize how much your food affects every area of your life. So your energy levels, how good or bad you feel, your mood, honestly. I remember the first time I really did um, decide to cut out all processed food hardcore for the first time years ago. I was like amazed at how different I felt. I didn't even realize how much of a negative impact it was having on me until every one of those little things was gone. So this seems like it can be really difficult and it can be. And it's one of those things that you have to think ahead on, especially if you're going out with people or traveling, it can definitely get complicated, but it's a hundred percent worth it. So don't let this be the reason that you don't do the program. In the diet, if there's any advice I give for the 75 hard diet is pick something with not too many steps in it. I, yes. I feel like when I first did it, I was like, oh, I'm going to cut this food group out. I'm going to cut this food. I was like full blown keto. I was mixing it up like Andy does with like, but the thing is, it's the discipline aspect of it where you're like, you cut out all these groups and you end up being more unhealthy than healthy. And yeah. I feel like that's something that people have to look at is look at something that's attainable for your goal. Um, but don't pick anything that's like super complicated. Like if you're like, somebody that has like a fruits and vegetables, but then goes, I'm going to go full meat diet, like all paleo. I'm just going to eat meat all the time. And it's like, it's going to be a drastic change. And you're going to be tapped out after like two weeks. It's yeah, not going to exactly. be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable. And I know you talked about this, Kenna, because I'm like, Kenna, what diet do I do? What diet? I've, I've been asking for like two weeks now. And you're like, just cut out the no, the additional sugar, cut out the sweets, don't eat processed foods, don't eat out, do stuff like that. And you'll be, you'll probably be okay. You'll be good. And it's simple. Yeah. And it's something that I yeah, think you can't I can overcomplicate do. it. It makes it so much harder. Yeah. Cause the first time I was like, I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to cut this out. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And the thing is you have to stick to it for all 75 days. You start deviating from your diet, start changing things up. You have to start the program over. Like yeah. you have to start it. Um, That's why I suggest doing something that you've already done successfully. And yeah. that you already kind of have your mind wrapped around because there's going to be so many new steps of this program that you don't want to be completely consumed by how you're going to make the diet of all things work. Yeah. And I think just make it as easy as possible. That's simple. It's like, keep it simple or stupid, right? The KISS method. It's like, and and that'll be able to make make sure that you are successful through the whole program. And then the yeah. last one. Make it one. challenging. Like, make sure that it isn't something that you're just going to be able to eat whatever you want all the time and be mind mindless about it. But definitely make sure that it's sustainable and that it is something that you feel comfortable doing and that you have like an actual sense of what is and what isn't allowed. Because this is where it gets tricky with deciding, oh, does this count? Does this not count? I feel like with diet, that can kind of get blurry. So just make sure that it is really well defined. That would be my advice. Yeah, and that's what I've done with the with this diet is I looked at what I was eating daily and then just said, okay, I need to work on not having this, this, and this and start eating more alternatives and really just kind of get in a consistent schedule. I know you said you eat breakfast more often I than do. not. And honestly, it's, it's <laughs> not the worst idea. Breakfast is the best. Seriously, honestly. I will often have breakfast like twice a day. For yeah. my meals and it's awesome <laughs> yeah like for me it's like the eggs i'll whisk some eggs up in the morning and then put some spinach in but then there's so many different ways you can cook it besides just eating the eggs and i'm like i'm just exactly. gonna get really fancy with the way that i make my eggs in the morning so it's like different so i don't get stuck in that okay well i'm gonna start eating all this over here and like find alternatives to what i'm eating just so it's consistent and then like lunch typical sandwich like that's kind of where I'm at. And then dinner, I think is going to be the hardest thing for me is making sure to eat something that's going to sustain me throughout the whole program. 
And so, but my, the good thing is my family makes a lot of chicken, a lot of steak, a lot of beef. Um, and so a lot of the meats in the evening. So I think I'll be able to do the program. I think the hardest challenge is when your friends go out to eat, you're going to have to pick out. And the thing is, it's not like you can't eat out. You just have to find alternatives to what everybody else is eating. Cause they're probably eating like the double junior bacon cheeseburger <laughs> with French fries. And it's like, okay, well I can't have the French fries, but there's like, yeah. I know you talk about in and out and as the an milkshake in the milkshake, <laughs> but then you talk about in and out, right? You go to in yeah. and out. So, um, flying Dutchman, it's a patty slice of cheese and another patty. So it's, yeah. I think a lot of keto people get that too. Um, yeah. but it's just clean. I don't feel super like heavy and weighed down afterwards, but it's enough energy and enough protein to keep you going. Yeah. And it's not like super expensive either. It's like in and out. So it's like yeah, exactly. going there. I just wouldn't recommend and eating it out every day. Definitely it's not. <laughs> good when you're but like, it out is with important friends. to actually go out and do social things while you're on the program. Cause part of it is learning how to say no in those scenarios that maybe it's difficult for you to say no in. And we'll get to the like alcohol part later, but that is super applicable to the diet stuff. Like Matt, you and I are going to be going to Washington DC here in a couple of weeks for uh, March for the life. Workouts. That's mine right now. It's going to be like what? 20 degrees there. I'm yeah, like, it's going to be real cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the point is that you should learn how to do hard things and say no to things and prioritize your workouts and all this stuff during your regular life. And so this is something that I'm excited about because last time since we were in quarantine, I didn't have a whole lot of obligations outside of the program and just some stuff that I had to do at home. So I'm excited for this to challenge me more, um, but just be ready to actually learn how to control yourself while you're out with people and make sure that you're making smart decisions, even when maybe other people aren't. And honestly, a lot of the things is that, oh, when should I start the program? I should start it when I have 75 days of uninterrupted time. <laughs> and it's like, it'll never happen. It'll never <laughs> happen. That's, but then you don't have like the spontaneity of life where you're like, I'm going to go out to the beach this weekend and then not go out and get all the snow cones and ice cream and all those things and then like we're going to dc there's going to be there's going to be opportunities for us to indulge in restaurants and different things maybe not because of the vaccine mandates there um, but virginia's but, right there it's okay but yeah we'll throw in these right now just because you mentioned it of, of course absolutely no alcohol no cheats and no compromise on the meal portion of it so yep. a lot of big ones for alcohol but like when you finish the program, if that's that's what you want to do, but you'll soon realize that you'll be a lot more happier and healthier not consuming it. That's a big, big one for a lot of people. I, I personally don't yeah. drink. You don't drink. Um, right. And so it's a little easier no. for uh, for myself to be able to kind of go, OK, I'm not con constantly thinking, oh, I need to go get another drink. Right. Um, and so that's just one of the things I know, um, because anybody that's going to be listening to this program, it's going to be probably from anybody our age and, and up, it's like, okay, no alcohol, even don't be cheating on, on vacation. If you do take a vacation in this time. And that's something to think about in the yeah, program. It's hard, but that's the point. Yeah. And a lot of people will tell me like, Oh, I don't want to start the program. Cause I have a vacation in two months from now. And it's like, you can do that. Or you can be like feeling a lot better about yourself going into that vacation, but you can just kind of live the average lifestyle. And it's okay. If you want to live an average lifestyle, go and live your average lifestyle. But for me, I'm like, how can I get better every single day? How can I make this count? Yeah. And how do I feel? And better? this is what you did at SAS, Matt, right? Yes, you I did this at SAS. want to talk a little bit SAS. about how that was for you? And the thing is, that's why I was so sad because when I did the program, I did, I didn't, I thought about it. I had planned for it and then didn't, I failed to prepare on the back half. And they say, if you, uh, what if you don't prepare, you uh, prepare to fail. And I yeah. fully believe that. But I was doing this through a conference. We were doing 10 hours on my feet each day, but I was still getting a workout in the morning and a workout in the evening. I was 6 a.m. in the pool. I was running in the evening. In Florida. In Tampa Florida. During the summer, it was like super humid. And I, I went with it. I was in Cleveland. I did the same thing. I ran outside in the mornings and in the evenings. And then we went to uh, Hawaii. And that's kind of where it kind of tapered off till the back half i kind of said oh uh, the program but i wasn't i was in such a relaxation mode and i was still kind of like half on half work mode so it was like hard to truly relax and do about the program that i wanted to do and so that's why i said ultimately i was like i'm just going to enjoy my last few days while i'm here 
and and then restart the program coming back because I didn't get what I wanted out of the program, and we're going to do it again. And we're going to keep doing it until we get it right. And so this time, from that point on, this is the first go-around back, and like I said, got to complete it. Got to complete it. I know Ken is going to come after me if I don't. Um, I will. <laughs> and so the last one, this one seems super easy. The daily progress picture. You got to take a picture. Kinda, yeah. Really? Really? Of your body. Right. With minimal clothing on. <laughs> right. Enough to show the progress. And honestly, I know Andy talked yeah. about this. He's just, he's just, hey, you're going to, you're going to, you can do it with the shirt on, you can do whatever, but you maybe won't see the impact of it on the back half. You're going to be on day 75. You're going to be like, dang, I wish <laughs> I would have done the picture. And- yeah. And you don't have to post them anywhere. So just take it the way that it's actually going to do the job. Yeah, and it's just something for yourself to go like, hey, this is me. And especially as you start looking on day 14, you start to see more of a, a change and you look more healthier, you look more happier on the program. You're like, okay, and it kind of keeps you going. And um, and I love going through. I had the the nice privilege. I don't have the app, so I can go through my last time I did 75 hard and I looked at it. I'm like, dang, so close. I was looking through and I was like, oh, my goodness, I was getting so much better. And then I got and I didn't, didn't finish it. And I'm like, ah. But I, I still yeah. don't and regret it. For me, Matt, there were points like, because, okay, it's not about the physical changes, but that is definitely a really, really nice side effect. Um, and it was something that I was super happy with. And there were points where I was like, is this even doing anything for me physically? Like, I'm working super hard when I'm doing all my workouts, but is there actually any progress being made? Because you just look at yourself every day and it just, it, you get used to it. But then when you have those progress pictures, you're able to look back and say, oh, my gosh, I don't look like that anymore. And it's only been a few weeks. So even if you don't think this is a huge thing, it's so important. Did you experience that same thing, Matt? Yeah, I did, too. And it was like more in the mood. I felt more like I was getting things done. I felt a sense of accomplishment on top of everything else that I was accomplishing. And people were like, Mm -hmm. man, Matt, like, how do you find all the time to do this? Matt, what what are you doing? And I'm like. I'm just sticking to a schedule, sticking to a regimen of 75 hard and getting stuff done. And a lot of people, it's hard, zero substitutions, zero compromise, zero scaling. A lot of people just want to kind of take the easy way out. And I know for uh, this generation, I know a lot of things are kind of given to us and has built sense of entitlement. But this is something that like, if you don't, aren't living the best version of your life, why not try something new? And, and it's, and I love this program because you make it what you put in. Like if yeah, you exactly. wanna if you wanna be in the best shape of your life, maybe instead of doing the walk, do the stairmaster at the gym. Like do the extra hard things and you're gonna probably see you're gonna you're and it's not that you're going uh that it's a maybe, it's it's going to happen throughout the yeah, seventy five. And days. the more you go through the program, the more you want to do the hard things. Like you stop looking for the easy way out. And that's the entire goal of the program is for you to stop making excuses for yourself and stop trying to find the easiest way or the path with the least resistance. It's about saying, okay, what do I need to do? What is the best way to get this done? The most efficient way to get this done, but the most quality way to get this done. And again, that's going to happen physically, but it's also going to happen mentally with every other area of your life. Exactly. And that's why I love the program. And I know we can kind of keep going on and on about the program and its benefits and what we've done. But it really is a call to action. If you don't feel like things are going right in your life, you are sluggish, you really want to make a change, start 75 hard. I know we have a group already started. I think how many people do we have in the group now? Six or seven? I think, yeah, it's like eight, maybe nine. Eight eight or nine of people. And I remember I put it out on Instagram and I know you put it out on Instagram. I think how many people did you get posting that wanted to join Um, 75? I had a couple of people message me. Only one actually followed through and was like, I'm doing it. Add me to the group. But it's about getting seeds planted in people's heads because, you know, I heard about it first and didn't jump right in. And so maybe that'll happen with other people, too. Yeah. And I put it out there and a few people joined and then dropped shortly. And it's it's nothing against them. They're they're great friends. They're great people. But again, it's not something you try. It's something that I say, if you're going to I know people, they talk to me like, oh, well, I'm just going to do it, but I'm going to change this. I'm like, don't do the program. <laughs> don't do the program. <laughs> it's not 75 hard. Not 75 soft. It's 75 hard. And it's this way for a reason. And people are like, oh, I've well. seen people doing 75 medium. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. 
Um, and it's like you have such a good opportunity to really do things. And it's like if you do that, just do what you're already doing and be yeah. mediocre, be average. I'm being a little bit more friendlier than maybe Andy would be. But I know he would be like, come on, like you got to get out there. You got to do this thing. You got to be uh, I'm like not in that. I'm like, if you feel like you can accomplish it, if you can do it and put it in front of you, I say go for it. Um, and honestly, just so that we don't get any repercussions for this, make sure to check with the doctor beforehand yeah. and a physician <laughs> beforehand, because I know that's some of the legality, 75 hard. Um, and there's a lot of lies about 75 hard. People are like, it's a diet. It's a weight program. It's it's unhealthy. Drinking too much water is bad. And uh, actually, I want to play a clip for you. I was actually uh, saw it on social media this week, and I just want to hear what your take is on this on this audio clip. It was kind of crazy, but. I guess it's bad to lose weight now. This is kind of I'm not even close. surprised. I was like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. Um, so I'm going to play it really quick. Literally no research to support that losing weight increases your health. The reduction of adipose tissue specifically increases your risk for type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and things like osteoporosis. People that care about their health don't put their health at risk by engaging in dieting activities. So unless you have a diagnosed medical condition where losing weight is literally the only way that you will get better, losing weight is not healthy. It doesn't benefit your physical health in any way, shape, or form. And when most people say that they're losing weight for health, what they really are talking about is their overall general well-being. And research doesn't support that. Research supports that no matter the body size, if that body is engaging in regular exercise and eating balanced, nutritious meals, they will live longer, happier, healthier lives. Health has absolutely nothing to do with the amount of fat on your body. And people that actually care about their health would stay up to date. What are your thoughts? I think it's interesting that she says that if you're eating nutritious meals and regularly engaging in physical exercise, that you will be healthy, which is true, right? Yeah. <laughs> but usually for most people, when you do those things, it leads to weight loss. And she's saying the weight loss is unhealthy. So I'm a bit confused. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, it's all these new like trends out there. They're like, well, losing weight and the body positivity movement. Amen. And it's like, and I know uh, Andy talks about it. It's like if you want to be like the Rick Ross lifestyle and you're still eating healthy and still doing your thing and that's just what you want to do, totally get it. Live your own life. Do what you want to do. But at the same time, it's like if you were actively engaging in stuff that is unhealthy and you're like not happy with yourself and you kind of lie about being happy, like I don't really care. I'm just going to eat. And I feel so bad because I see so many people that do do that and it's like, man, I know that you're destined for something greater than that. But this body positivity movement, it's like, well, you just indulge, indulge, indulge and do whatever you want mm -hmm. all the time. Very much libertarian type things. I know Christian ranted on the libertarians, <laughs> but it's true. I've heard this rant many a time. So. It's true. It's <laughs> I'm like, familiar. well, it's like if I'm not if I'm not harming people, then, yeah, let people do whatever they want to do, do whatever. And yeah, but then there's people like this woman who is lying to the public about what is healthy and what isn't. And we're seeing with COVID right now, one of the main factors that actually determines how healthy or un unhealthily you will be after COVID is obesity and how overweight you are and how much extra weight you have on your body. And so maybe weight isn't the number one thing for every single negative health condition out there. But I can promise you that if you are eating balanced meals and working out regularly, then you're going to be a lot more healthy and you probably will lose some weight too. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, it's just one of those things where they just put that out there and it's truth. And then the whole thing with COVID is listen to the science, listen to the science. And it's like, we'll listen to all the science or listen to your yeah. science or what science are we listening to? And, this one doesn't it's even like, have a definition anymore. And honestly, I was like, who who paid her to come say this? The body positivity movement, I think, could be such a positive thing. And it could do so much. And we could be talking about vitamin D levels in your body and how that affects COVID and all of the different treatments that we have other than vaccines that there's a lot of evidence that are not as effective as we were hoping they would be. So we could be talking about this in a way that actually is productive and is helping people out with their health, but we're sitting here doing this instead. And it's yeah. really sad. Yeah. It's something that could be good, but like, okay, let's let her go out and do that. And she has a TikTok, and it influence over this group of people. And people are like, Oh, well it doesn't matter if 
oh, I don't have to lose weight to be healthy. Oh, yeah. And it's not like we have, we're not telling people, oh, okay, you need to go and get in shape. You need to go do this. And we're, we're like, hey, you need to do this. But what we're saying is if you go and challenge yourself, you're going to live a lot more healthier life. You're going to be a lot more happier. You're going to feel better right. about yourself. You're going to have a lot more confidence. And a lot of this generation that we're lacking is people don't feel confident in who they are. And this program will ultimately, I feel like, get you on the right track. It's not going to be the end-all, be-all. There's things that outside of this it's you just have beginning. to do. It's the beginning. It's it's a lifestyle change. I know you're going to be doing the full program. and We don't have enough I time am. to get into the Live Hard program, but I think when we check in and do 75 Hard again, um, we're going to bring you on and do updates and see kind of where you're at, like maybe a, the 30-day point. And I'll be at the 30-day point, too, so we'll be on the same day. But if you guys don't know, go try 75 Hard. Go check it out. It's a gallon of water a day, two workouts, one inside, one outside, uh, self-development reading, 10 pages a day, taking notes, getting better, anything that's nonfiction, and it can be anything, anything that is going to help further develop your knowledge. Follow a diet, any diet, 75 days, no cheat meals, no alcohol, nothing. Not even a couple M&Ms no at the cheap end of the day. Bites. No cheat <laughs> bites. No extra lick of the peanut butter, you know, none of that. And then daily progress picture. And we're challenging you guys. If you guys are thinking about doing this program, I 100% endorse this program. I am going to complete this program this time. I'm, I'm making a yeah, promise you to are. you guys. I'm making a promise, <laughs> making a promise to Kenna as well and everybody else in our group because we have a group. But we're hoping that by the end of this, all eight of those people are completing the program. So make sure that you guys check with the doctor before you guys do this and make sure that it's something you guys really can do. Um, And I highly, highly, highly encourage that you guys try 75 hard. All right. We're in the last segment of the show. And so we're going to go into a quick fire round. I got to get the timer on. I got a minute. (laughs) Um, and we're just going to ask you some of these, some of these questions that I prepared and I think you're going to enjoy them. They're, they're not necessarily all political. They're kind of a mix of everything. Um, and I think you're going to like them. I think they're kind of, they're kind of funny. They're all over the place. All right. So, um, here we go. If you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Ah, it's kind of deep. I already don't know. Um, Andy would be a really good choice. That might be one okay. of them. Yeah, Andy for sell. Okay, what is your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve when I have to repeat myself. Okay, first thing you do in Arizona. Um, like if somebody's coming to visit. Yeah, somebody's coming to visit. First thing to do. Sedona. Okay. Um, if you had a book that you'd want to recommend to somebody to read, what would you recommend? The Case Against Socialism by Rand Paul. All right. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Breakfast burritos. <laughs> oh man. Um, what is your what was your favorite subject in school? History slash English. I could never decide. <laughs> All right. Favorite sports team? Uh the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, interesting. And then last one, dinner with Andy Fursella or Chad Wright? Andy, it has Andy. to be Andy. It has to be I Andy. Chad, I, I had to put him in there because I had to put somebody comparable, but I knew Andy was going to be. Um, thank you for the quick fire ride. I know the first question, you're like, uh, who would I? I know. So you have a <laughs> coffee with a historical figure. You're like, oh, I'm going to go with Andy Fursella, <laughs> the mother effing CEO. He's on my mind. Right. He's on my mind. 75 hard. I'm doing the program. And yeah, I always like doing that because it kind of throws people are like, oh, who would I drink? Uh, coffee with that would be an interesting That's like conversation such a huge decision it would take me like a week to decide i feel like <laughs> and andy's a big guy i could see sitting down with him getting some coffee and it's like he's got this little coffee cup right like him and <laughs> yeah, like i don't know why coffee when he goes out with people right so i could see the little the little andy and him and in, in his banging. i'm changing my answer i guess it would be mlk mlk i feel like that's be awesome. a better yeah 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 <laughs> More long term. And honestly, we're throwing it out there. I said dinner with Andy Forseller, Chad Wright, and maybe if they are seeing this and you get through the Live Hard program, that maybe Andy sees this and he says, Hey, you want to have dinner? Maybe he'll fly you out to St. Louis. Or go on the podcast. Or Or go on the podcast. I think that would be cool too. And I think he would love that uh, about what we're doing with Turning Point. And I know he's all about, he wasn't even a political guy before. Like I would listen to him. He was like all business, all fitness. A lot of people weren't before this last couple of years. 
and now he's out there. And I honestly um, in highly recommend to go check out Real AF. I'm not going to say the whole thing, but Real AF. And he has his old podcast, which was the MFCEO Project, which was a lot of the stuff I learned about who he was as a person and really got to see like, man, this guy has took what was maybe a situation about his life, turned it around, and then came up with this whole program and said, now he does it at multiple times a year. He does live hard. I think he says he does 75 twice in the year or something like that. He did it twice last year, and he started it um, this month and actually just passed his anniversary since he started the program. I think it was like January 4th, um, and he says it changed his life for the better. It's changed mine, even though I haven't completed it for it, but I've done it. I highly regret, never regret any of the stuff that I did previously for the program, and um, I know Kenna is going to finish Live Hard. I just know it. I, I am. just know it. Like, I've decided I'm doing it, so it's happening. And if you guys haven't heard <laughs> of Live Hard. That's my advice. If you are going to do 75 Hard, you can't try it. Like, there's no trying 75 Hard you because even people who decide that they are going to do it and they are going to finish it still fail sometimes, and it happens, and life gets in the way, or sometimes you just decide that it's not worth it, and maybe, you know, something else um, takes priority, but if you actually make the conscious decision to just do it and not care what happens, then I can definitely tell you that your chances will be a lot higher finishing it because you made that promise to yourself, and this program is about learning how to keep promises to yourself. That's the biggest thing is you can make excuses, you can make uh, promises and break them, and then it becomes a habit. You just start doing it consistently, and yeah. this is reversing that and saying, yeah, Kenna, I'm going to go get that workout in, and I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get that second workout in. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to lie to myself like, oh, this one time, because it usually turns into a trend, and then it goes on and on and on and on, yeah. and then you wake up one day, and you're like, what the heck am I doing with my life? What right. am I doing? I I know I'm like greater. I feel God has a plan and a purpose for everybody. And this is a big wake up call for people. And I'm doing mm -hmm. Bible in a year as well. And it's got the spiritual element, the physical, the mental side of it. And it's a very much all encompassing program. And you're going to finish the program. And for you, this is 75 is just the beginning. Live yeah. hard, and we're going to have to get this That's in another the easy episode. Part. <laughs> That's the easy part. You think this is hard. Live hard is the full 365, um, and there's really a lot of challenges. I know I really want to get into live hard right now, but uh, we're running out of time, and uh, it's, been a, it's been a great show, and I think live hard will have to happen toward the back half of 75 or on the last Definitely. day of 75. We'll have, like, the confetti flying down from the screen. It'll be, like, celebration <laughs> That's time. That's day 76. Yeah, day 76, because you still have to complete <laughs> day 75, and it'll be like, True. I believe, March 24th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it's the 23rd. The maybe 23rd. Not yeah, we'll so somewhere, somewhere in March. Um, and the one thing, and one before, the last thing on 75 hard before I get going is, and I read it in my book this morning, look at the readings already coming into play, is you <laughs> have to take it day by day, task by task, and not think about it all 75, all at the same time. Yeah. If you think about it in those in the increments of I have to get the workout done, I have to get my water and all this. And you're like, okay, I have to do 150 workouts. You're thinking, oh man, 150 workouts. I'm never going to do that. Mm -hmm. But then you break it down. You're like, I just have to get this workout in and do this and this and this. It's going to become easier. And I've done the program where I've, I've been, I've been done by noon with the program. Yeah. Cause you can realistically get up at five in the morning, get your workout done. Uh, a couple hours later, you do your second workout, you drink your gallon of water through the day. And for me, I'm already halfway through a gallon and it's not even noon yet. Just got to get that workout in. And then I'm done for the day. And it's like, I still have the whole rest of the day to do stuff. And it's only noon. Mm -hmm. And we already did a podcast. And you already did your exactly. workout. Where was all that time before? Yeah. It was it was wasted. Because you wake up, you get on social media, you start reading through Facebook, you start reading the comments. And uh, no, it's fun. And I, I'm honestly ready for the reaction to uh, the Christian Clemente podcast. A lot of people are uh, already it's getting a little <laughs> spicy because usually we talk about the left. But then we talk about libertarians where they're kind of in the middle and they got a little spicy last night. And I'm looking forward to because we're going to be moderating a debate here on the Matt White show. And it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Gonna debate yet. So we know Christian's coming back. Um, right. Austin Erickson was the first comment on the page. 
And this is so, true. I did see this. And so I'm looking forward to kind of seeing where that goes. And then we have, <laughs> of course, Chris Gaffrey. I know the Black Friday podcast. Uh, they're they're going to maybe do something as well. And Christian's ready to get going. But it was funny because it was like you had both sides coming in last night. And it's fun. It's all in fun. Like, we all want to yeah, see definitely. our country move in the right direction. Um, yeah, we all work for the same organization. We all work. care about right. the same things. Yeah, and we we do feel that each side has its its positives, but it also has its negatives. And I think we have to think about is we could totally get into the the weeds about everything and we're like, oh, we're always – but there is a lot of that we can agree on, but it's just how you implement it is where we end up having the most struggles with everything. And um, we'll see kind of where that goes. Um, but Kenna, as we close out here, is there any way that we and the audience can support you and go find you and figure out what your where your journeys are with 75 Hard and beyond? Yeah, I'll be posting a decent amount, mostly on Instagram. My Instagram is Kenna.Dieters, K-E-N-N-A, period Dieters with a D. And that's probably where I'm going to be the most active. Um, I'm also on Twitter, similar username. So I'd love to talk to you guys there. If you have any questions about the program, feel free to let me know. I'm like so happy to talk to you guys about it. I love talking about the program and I've like answered so many questions for people and it feels really good to actually help them move forward in their journey with mental toughness. So just reach out. Yeah, reach out, uh, leave a rating and review for the podcast and make sure if you want to do 75 hard and you need a community, we already have the community. It's growing day by day. Yes. And like I said, we have eight or nine people already. And maybe we gain people and they all start on different days, but we can be there to support them even after we finish the program. And it's never too late to do something. Um, but Kenna, thank you for coming on, spending the morning with me here uh, at the studio and and really talking about such a great program, 75 Hard, hearing about yeah, your background. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was awesome. And now we're going we're gonna to dance the night away. I know the classic rock. We have to finish on a strong note. <laughs> But if you guys haven't already, make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star rating. If you didn't like the show, just forget about it. Act like it never happened. Um, and we'll see you guys next time.